to Hebrews chapter 12, please. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Are you there? Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Today I want to talk on the subject, running with endurance. Running with endurance. Father God, today give us your word from heaven. We have our ears open, our hearts open, our, our eyes open to you. Lord, speak, Lord, today. and Give us what we need to help us endure the race that we're in. Lord, we want to win. We want to finish well. And so, God, today, speak from heaven. We receive you with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. amen and amen. All right, take your seats today. Now, I want to start out today, uh, and remember, I started this message uh, two Sundays ago. And I'm sure all of y'all have went back and watched that three or four times. And um, in case you didn't, I want to I review a little bit. But in Matthew 7, I want to start there. Matthew 7 and uh, verses 7 through 11. When you have it, say amen. Matthew, that's the book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, New Testament, first book of the New Testament. If you have it, say amen. Amen. All right, y'all still finding it. Matthew. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Is that good news? For everyone who asks, receives. Who all receives? Everyone, everyone who does what? Ask. And he who seeks does what? Find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Y'all know how to give good gifts to your children, right? How much more will your... Father who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. So I want to just point out again to you, he said, ask and it will be given. I stress ask and will. It, ask and it will be given. He said, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. He said in verse 8, I love this because verse 8 is a, is a promise, it's an assurance for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks, receives. 
everyone who asks receives. Then he goes on to say in verse 11, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things, come on, to those who ask him? So we saw three times in that passage, ask. Ask and it shall be given to you, verse 7. Verse 8, everyone who asks receives. Verse 11, how much more will heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? So, so how many of y'all have learned to ask Father God for things? All right, that's about 40% of you. Well, who, who do you ask then if you need things? Oh, I asked Father, I just wasn't raising my hand. Okay, all right, well, praise God. You don't have to raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, don't, notice, notice he says there's something that happens when you and I ask. Father God for things. And he said, if I, if I ask, I will receive. And uh, everyone who asks, receives. Father God will give good things to those who ask him. Now, my question then is, is, if we've asked him for many things, do we have all of those things yet? Not yet. Not in manifestation. I mean, we, we believe by faith we've received them because we know we must ask him in faith, right? Hebrews eleven six talks about those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is a what? Reward of those who diligently seek him. But the thing about it is I'm just like you. There are things I've asked God for and they've not yet manifested in my life because faith takes time. It's worth writing that down if you don't write anything else today. Faith takes time. Faith takes time. You can do a lot of things in the earth that don't take any time. You can go out, and go out there and rush out and do things on your own, and you're going to make a mess generally, but faith takes time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because our Father God, he's, he's our Father. He's not a genie. He's not a genie. You, can't, you don't just rub on some little magic genie bottle and he pops out and grants three wishes to you. Everything we do with God must be uh, approached in faith and then understand that faith takes time. I told you that God, he's, he works first in you. In fact, I've heard Apostle Derba say this uh, several times, that God would, he would much rather do a miracle in you than do a miracle for you. Because when the miracles happen in us, then we are now in a position to receive things and know how to decree and declare things even on our own. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, a, a, a good father, a good parent, uh, you may start out feeding your children. You cut the meat up and feed your children. But you expect your children to mature to a point where they can hold their own fork and not like a gorilla. They hold their fork properly and know how to take a knife and, and cut their own pancakes and cut their own meat so they can begin to feed themselves. That's how God is. He'd much rather do a work in us than for us. Because once he does a work in us, we learn, we begin to mature. Now we know how to do things for ourselves. Do things for ourselves. Yes, God wants you to use the authority he's given you to decree and declare things in the earth. 
Oh, man, y'all ain't saying anything. In other words, there, there are a lot of things we're still praying for and asking for. God says, why are you praying and asking me for that? Decree it, declare it, it's yours. See, that, that's a place of maturity that you learn how to decree a thing and it's established unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God has to, has to uh, allow us to grow in that place. So, so while he's doing things in us and doing things uh, for us, and so he can do things ultimately, remember, through us, faith takes time. Y'all got it? And I talked talk to you about last time, trusting the process, which is what faith is all about here, okay? And frustration comes because the things we ask for don't manifest quickly. God, you told me, ask, and it'll be given. God, you told me if I, everyone who asks receives. God, you said in the word, you just said to us that you know how to give good things to those who ask you. Well, I asked you. Come on, y'all ain't saying it much to me. <laughs> you may not put your hands in your hips, but in your heart, God sees you with your hands in your hips saying, God, I asked you. When is my car coming? When is my apartment coming? When is my spouse coming? God, when is my this and that? God, when, when is mine? Got your hands on your hips with God. And, and frustration begins to build because faith takes time. Y'all got this. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, that through faith and patience we inherit the promises. We do what? We inherit. Through what? Faith and we do what? Inherit. But then three verses later in Hebrews 6 verse 15, it says, after Abraham uh, had patiently endured, he obtained. So notice, notice, so in verse 12 said he that, that we inherit promises. Verse 15 said Abraham obtained. So notice that what you inherit, you must obtain. Inheritance means it is yours by right, but there's something you must do to now obtain it. Hallelujah. It is yours, but it's, it's like you can have money in an account, but if you don't ever go to the bank and withdraw it, uh, it stays in the account. He's already, Ephesians 1 says, he's already blessed us in heavenly places with all spiritual blessings, right? And so we, ha we already have an inheritance, but you must obtain it. And it says that Abraham, after he patiently endured, uh, he obtained the promise. The Bible already called him the heir of the world. Y'all know that, right? But it said after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Patiently endured. After he patiently what? Endured. In, what does endurance speak of? What it is indicating that there's something you might have to go through. Let me put my glasses on, see if y'all, are y'all asleep on me? There, 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 there's going to be some opposition. There's going to be some adversity because you have an adversary. Come on now, are y'all in the faith church or not? Now, 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 I know in the faith church, you, you kind of have this mindset that long as I decree it, long as I declare it, if I confess it 12 times every other day, then it's coming. Well, yes, it's coming, but, but there, there's an adversary who's trying to block it. Hallelujah. I'm not sure about y'all this morning. 
So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, I don't know what happened. It was, it was cold there earlier. It's hot. It's burning up in here today. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all stop changing the, you know, people cold, bring a wrap. It's, it's hot in here. So deacons, whoever, somebody fix that air, turn it back on. Y'all ain't got to preach. I got to preach. If you cold, bring a blanket, a wrap, a jacket. I'll bring your bomber jacket, your varsity jacket, something. Wear some leggings or socks or something. But don't make it hot in here. This is Florida. This is Florida. Hallelujah. Thank you. I feel it kicking in now. Thank you. Hallelujah. That's probably why y'all ain't saying to them, man. Y'all hot. All right, so we're talking about running with endurance because without spiritual endurance, you won't obtain your full, in, your full inheritance. Did you catch that? Without spiritual endurance, you will not obtain your full inheritance. Hallelujah. Now, we, the Bible says we're heirs of salvation, okay? So you got your salvation. You're born again. Wonderful. I said you're born again. Wonderful. I said you're born again. That's wonderful. You just started. You got born again. You just entered the race. Hallelujah. When you got born again, you just showed up at the starting line. But you're a long ways from the finish line. Hallelujah. There's greater things that are on this journey in this race that as you and I would stay with God and, and, and walk with God and obey his word and hear teaching and do the teaching, there are things that we will pick up along the way. Uh, I, I, I'm just, just kidding my mind. I, I used to, um, um, I was never a, maybe I was a gamer back in the day. But a gamer today is not the same as a gamer 30 years ago. We, we didn't have gaming chairs like that and gaming headphones and VR glasses. And we didn't have all that kind of gaming uh, junk today that mesmerizes kids. We, you know, when we played combat, it was just a little stick on, you know. Just boom, 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 boom. Our, our tennis was, you know, it was not really mesmerizing at all. What we had back in that day. Hallelujah. But what I remember was um, one of my favorite games was Miss Pac-Man. You remember Miss Pac-Man? Remember Miss Pac-Man over here? Miss Pac-Man uh, was my favorite game. I, 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 would, I would spend uh, several quarters on Miss Pac-Man. I, I got to the point where I could spend one or two quarters and play half a day. Because I, I would go from level to level to level. You know, the chase, they meet, junior board and all that. Y'all remember that? Y'all are so young. Y'all don't remember that stuff. And um, I could play, play Miss Pac-Man all day long. Everywhere I went, I just wanted to find Miss Pac-Man. And the thing about Miss Pac-Man was you're trying to finish that board. But, along, you know, you, 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 you always start at the same point in Miss Pac-Man. Right in that little middle, right? And you're trying to complete that board, get that board all, 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 all cleared out. Y'all want me to wait? Okay. Because everybody's paying attention to other stuff. All right, so I'm playing, playing on this board, and the, the thing about the board was you gobble up stuff along the way. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, you would, you would eat 
one of them power pellets and become invincible. No matter what ghost came against you, you became invincible. And the ghosts who were chasing you, you now could chase them and eat them. All along you were trying to get away from them, but once you ate a power pellet, I'm tracking y'all down. I'm And, uh, and uh, along the way on this journey, we're, there's an end we're trying to get to. We're going to spend eternity with God in heaven and eventually on the earth again, on a new earth. But there are all kind of blessings along the way that you and I get to gobble up. I know I took a long way around in saying that, but I'm trying to get you to understand that, that you need some endurance to, to manifest and to see a materialization of things that are there for you. And you know what I used to love about, about Miss Pac-Man as I go along? Every once in a while, some little fruit will come out. Anybody else remember that stuff? The, the, the cherries will come out, a little, the little, you know, the little fruit will come out. And boy, will you, that, all of a sudden that come out. And you forget the place you was going. You ran over there trying to get that fruit. Right? So what God does on your journey is he'll send some fruit along the way. It's, it's a bonus. It's a blessing. It's, a, it, it's good to you. My, my point is that in order to manifest and, and, and take any of these things is going to take some spiritual endurance. And I told you last week, I went through that in, in Matthew 13, about how important it is to have the Word of God on the inside of you, to become one with the Word of God. And the reason why most folk don't ever, ever manifest anything is because they don't, they, they don't have any root in themselves. Remember I talked about that? How you must have some root. On, in fact, that's how we ended the message last week. We got stuck there. I never got to my, to my actual message, um, that, that, that you must have the word of God rooted in your heart. You must be rooted in the word of God. In other words, you cannot survive on a casual, cursory relationship with the word of God. In other words, you just can't come to Bible study and church on Sunday and Wednesday and think you're going to make it. Some of y'all don't come to Wednesday. Some of y'all don't come but every once, every two months to church. But you, listen, you can't make it like that because you have a real enemy who is consistent. He ain't playing just because you playing. Those ghosts are going to eat you up. Just because you're kind of half-hearted, the devil ain't half-hearted. In fact, he, he ho he's hoping you're half-hearted. He's hoping you're playing around. He's hoping he can catch you off guard. So he can get you. So he can get you. 1 Peter 5, verse 8, talks about we have an adversary. 1 Peter 5 talks about we have an adversary, the devil who's working, trying to keep us from obtaining, from receiving. I want to read 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10 real quick. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. In the faith, knowing that, your, that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who has called us, 
to, his, to eternal glory by Christ Jesus after. See, mo most of us know verse 8. We stop at verse 8. I got to have his hair of the devil. In the faith. Yeah, okay, but verse 10 talks about after you have suffered a while. What? I know you don't get excited on Father's Day by hearing about suffering. After you have suffered a while. He says he'll perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. After you've gone through a little while. A while. Our light afflictions are but for a moment. There is just a little while. Hallelujah. And so notice that the, uh, the perfecting, the establishing, the strengthening, the settling comes after. And the truth is that most Christians uh, don't survive till after. Because the first sign of hardship and adversity comes along, they quit, they wither, they, they, they faint. Why? Because they've not built up any type of endurance. Hallelujah. And if you don't have any type of endurance, most people can't even stay away from the word. Y'all, y'all, most people don't even, can't even stay away 20 minutes to hear the word of God preached, let alone an hour to hear the real word preached. Or two hours or six hours like they do in Africa to hear the real meat of the word preached. And so if you can't stay awake to hear, to hear the word, don't tell me you stand, you dealing with the enemy outside. I'm going to clap for myself on that one. If you can't stay away from the word in church, don't tell me that outside, when the devil's oopsing all upside your head, it's not going to happen. It's not gonna happen. You, you don't. You don't. You don't need sports and entertainment more than you need the Word of God. Cause them sports. I love baseball. But baseball will not help me when the devil's trying to bring a diagnosis against my body. It's not gonna help me. But the Word will. I said the Word will. Give me verse ten, please, in the easy to read version. Verse ten in the easy to read version. Hallelujah. Verse 10, easy to read version. Is it, is it? Okay, thank you. It says, yes, because uh, it, it's not showing me the, the translation, so I, don't, I didn't know. So, yes, you will suffer for a short time. But after that, God will make everything right. Tell your neighbor, God will make everything right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, encourage yourself right now. God will make everything right. I'm going through right now, but God will make everything right. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody would smile. Please smile, somebody. I'm trying to help you go through what you're going through. God will make everything right. Hallelujah. Well, it's not right right now. I know. Just go through. Don't stay in the valley of the shadow of death. Don't, you, you drive through a tunnel. Don't stay in the tunnel. Don't park. Don't park in the tunnel. Keep on driving. You're going to come out? You're going to come out? I'm going through. No, I'm coming out. 
I'm going through, no, I'm coming out. You, you know, that, that's, 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 that's a law. If you, if you drive into a tunnel, you might feel like you're going through, but if you just keep driving, you're not actually, you, you may be going through, but at the same time, you're coming out. No, y'all, I said at the same time you're going through, you're coming out. Just don't park. I, know, I, I, just, I just went into it. Just don't park. At the same time you went in, you're coming out. How far is about to tell them I'm coming out of this thing here? And God's going to make everything right. show you one more? Can I show you one more? Give me that same verse, that same uh, scripture, verse 10 in the Living Bible. In the Living Bible. L look at what it says here in the, in the Living Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, yeah, okay. He is the God who gives all grace. He chose you to share in his glory in Christ. That glory will continue forever. After you have suffered, come on, change it. After you have suffered a little while, our God, who is full of kindness through Christ, will give you his eternal glory. He personally will come and pick you up. Man, I'm going to go home on y'all. It said he personally. I tell you, you're about to get a personal visit from Father God himself. He's not going to send Moses and Elijah. He's going to come personally and stop by your house and stop by your situation and stop by your life. He will personally come and pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on a solid ground. So give him praise right now. Now sit down, sit down, sit down. Personally, I like that. Personally, hallelujah. God's coming for you personally. He gonna see about you himself. <laughs> he gonna see about you himself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, you know when Abraham in the twenty-second chapter of Genesis, when Abraham named that place, that mountain, Jehovah Yireh, Jehovah Jireh, we call it. You know what it, what what Jireh literally means? We like to say the God who provides, but what Jehovah Jireh literally means is the God who sees and provides. That's the full meaning. It's the God who sees and provides. So God, before He provides, He sees you. So He looks at you. He says, "I'm going to personally come down and handle that for you." Y'all remember uh, <laughs> Exodus chapter 1, Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 6. God told, told uh, Moses in Exodus 3 and 3 and chapter 6, chapter 3 and chapter 6, God said, I have seen the affliction of my people. I have heard their cry by the reason of, of their sorrow. He said, and I have come down. He said, I have seen, and he said, I have come down. To deliver them. God's going to come down himself and deal with your situation. Personally. Personally. Well, what do I do until then? I endure. 
I don't quit. I don't quit. I don't quit. Y'all got this? Satan cannot stop God, nor can he stop God's word. So he works to stop you. Oh, Jesus. He's working to stop you. He knows he can't stop God. He knows he can't stop the word. So he works to stop you. If a, if a um, defensive back, y'all know what a defensive back in football is. In particular, a, um, a, um, um, a corner. Cornerback. Y'all know what a cornerback is? And if you don't know what a cornerback is, raise your hand. You don't know what a cornerback is. Okay, okay, do you know what a wide receiver is? Okay, the wide receiver, y'all watch, I'm going to show you. The wide receiver is the guy, if you're watching 11 men on the football field, the guy that's the farthest away from the quarterback. Way out in the end, wide, wide out, the wide out. He's going to run, run for the purpose of, Amari, is that what you were? Well, you're, you're a wide receiver. Amari just got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost last Sunday. Take that, devil. So, so, so the wide receiver is going to go out for a pass. The guy who's guarding him is called the cornerback. The cornerback generally is not trying to get to the quarterback, generally. Now, they can call plays where he'll rush the quarterback, but generally his, go his job is, is to stop the wide receiver. So he's not trying to stop the quarterback. He knows the quarterback is going to throw the ball to a place. So he wants to keep the wide receiver from getting to his place. Am I right about it? The devil knows he can't stop God. And he can't stop the ball from coming. But if he can keep you from getting to that place, or get you to a place where you can't receive the word... then you'll, all, you'll always be left incomplete. Y'all missed it. You'll always be left incomplete. You'll never score and you can't win. So what, here, Elder Baker, Elder Baker always does these football uh, uh, analysis. Come on, Elder Baker, come on, Elder Baker. So if Elder Baker's the, the receiver going out for the pass, then what my job is as a cornerback is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump him off the line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep, now come at me. He's coming this way. I'm trying to push him this way. I'm going to try to, I mean, block him. What I'm trying to do is what we read in Hebrews 12, verse 3. I'm trying to make him weary and discouraged. Did y'all see Hebrews 12, verse 3? Put Hebrews 12, verse 3 on the screen. For, for consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary. So the devil can't stop God, and he can't stop the word. But if he can make you weary and discouraged, he'll get you off your route. Come on. Yes, 
Amari, am I saying this right, Amari? Am I, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I, am I doing this right, Manasseh? This, he, so he'll put destruction in your way. Every objection, every blockade. He's gonna, he, he's, in fact, what he wants to do, I, I watch, I watch them do that a lot of time, is try to push a guy to go out of bounds. To get you out of bounds. Out of bounds. That's why out of bounds means, means unruly. That's why the Bible says warn those who are unruly. Warn those who are out of bounds. You got to get back in bounds. Because, because if, if you try to catch a pass, but you're out of bounds, it's still considered incomplete. And Paul says everyone who competes in athletics must compete by the rules. That's what your Bible says. First Corinthians 9, Paul says to all those who compete in athletics, you must compete by the rules. So you can't, you can't be complete out of bounds. That's why you got to get out of sin. Because sin puts you out of bounds. Sin puts you out of bounds. So you got to get back in bounds. Come, tell your neighbor, come out of sin. So you can catch the ball. Because to catch it out of bounds is illegal. And God will not give you illegal blessings. Illegal favor. Illegal manifestation. He won't bless mess. You've got to remain in bounds to make you eligible and eligible receiver. Am I right about this? It, this, this is... It's flowing now, man. It's flowing. This, this football, I like it. I like, I like how you do that. You, you, if you are out of bounds, you are an ineligible receiver. And the devil wants to make you ineligible by getting you weary and discouraged and worn out and in sin so you can't receive what God has for you. Sit down. I got a couple minutes left. So his goal is to get you and me to become weary and discouraged in our souls. Weariness and discouragement won't let us finish. Weariness and discouragement won't let us finish. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, you know this scripture very well. Galatians 6 verse 9 says this, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap. If we do not lose heart, and King James says, if we faint not. So don't let yourself get weary. God knows and the devil knows that if you get weary, you can't manifest the promises of God. If you get discouraged, you will quit. You will not get to the finish line. Don't grow weary while doing good. For in due season, you shall reap if you do not lose heart. Give me that same uh, verse, please, in the Living Bible. In the Living Bible. It says it this way. And let us not get tired of doing what is right. Ah. Say, neighbor, don't get tired of doing what's right. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. Do what's right because it's right and do it right. Oh, 
I'm going to say it again. Do what's right because it's right and do it right. I don't care if somebody make you mad. Forgiveness is what's right. Do what's right. Do what's right because it's right. And do it right. Don't have hard to forgive. Well, I forgive you. That ain't no, no, no. Do what's right and do it right because it's right. So don't get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged. What, ha- what will cause you to give up? You get discouraged. You get discouraged. Did y'all catch that? Why are Christians giving up? Because they're discouraged. They're discouraged. It's generally it's not because they don't love God. It's because they're discouraged. You know why people get discouraged? Because it's taking too long. And things seem to be getting harder. Help me out on this. It's getting harder. I thought if I sold a seed, it was going to get easier. I thought if I came to church, it was going to get easier. I thought if I read the Bible every day, it was going to start getting easier. No, the trouble gets harder. What gets easier is the ability to deal with it. Nobody ever said in the word that it was going to get easy when you got saved. Who told you that lie? What gets easier is your ability to deal with it, your ability to overcome it. My grace is sufficient for you. Without his grace, you can't match it. Oh, God. Oh, God. In other words, my grace can pay the bill. Oh, my God. My grace can pay the bill. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. My grace is sufficient for you. So what happens when the devil comes at you with adversity and trouble and tribulation and you, you're a sinner, you don't have any grace to work with, you don't have enough to pay the bill. So you got to take what the devil gives you. But when you are a child of God and you have the grace of God, when the devil comes against you, you say, what you got, man? You ain't got nothing. The same way I overcame that, I'm going to overcame that. The same way I got through that, I'm going to get through this because God's grace. We'll pay the bill. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let me, let me, let me hurry, let me hurry, let me hurry, let me hurry. Don't get discouraged and give up. When you see that word weary, that word weary, don't grow weary. Unless you become weary and discourage your soul. That word weary means faint, it means tired, it means to toil, it means to get open to struggle. The devil wants you to get faint and tired to begin to toil. He wants you to begin to struggle. He says, let you, let you become weary and discouraged in your soul. That word discouraged means to, to, to loose, to, to get loose, to weaken, to begin to relax, to, to exhaust, to tire out, to faint. He wants to tire you out. Tire you out in trying to 
work something out. You missed that. In other words, he presents a problem, and he wants you to get tired trying to work something out. I'm going to come back over here. He presents an issue in your life, and he wants you to get tired trying to work something out. As opposed to you relying on God who already worked it out. Turn it over to the Lord, and he worked it out. Jesus can't work it out. Come on now. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Praying, I kept getting deeper involved. I kept getting deeper involved. But I turned it over to Jesus, and I stopped worrying about it. I gave it to the Lord, and... That's what it means when we say let go and let God. Because all you're, all you're working out is going to make you toil and struggle and tire out and get exhausted. Am I right about it? Anybody have an experience of wearing yourself out trying to work your own problems out? You wear out trying to work it out? But God will never get tired. He has a perfect solution. I said there's a perfect solution to your complex issue. <laughs> Glory to God. So let me keep going. I'm not going to finish this today either. We'll finish it next week. Is that all right if I finish it next week? So notice what we're talking about here because it takes time. It's not a sprint to the finish. This is a race of endurance. We're running with endurance. Endurance. Ecclesiastes 9:11 uh, has been popularized in gospel and in preaching. But the beginning of it says, or the middle of it talks about, the race is not to the swift. The race is not to the swift. Often misquoted, often misunderstood. It says, the race is not to the swift. Now, what I want you to glean from that is that you don't need speed. You need endurance. If you read this, that scripture, Ecclesiastes 9-11, in context, it talks about how the race, uh, other translations will even tell you, the race is not often won by the fastest person. The battle is not often won by the strongest person. In other words, uh, being Quick isn't a guarantee that you're going to win a race, or being strong is not a guarantee you're going to win a battle. Now, I want you to see that in, in our context today, that being swift is not what you need in this race we're in. What we need is endurance. He that endures to the end shall be saved. We see that several times in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Not he that makes it to the end first. He that endures. And again, the endures implies that there will be some opposition, adversity, struggle, resistance. 
okay, I'm going to probably end up finishing right here because I, I can't get into even my three points yet. I still got three points from two Sundays ago. I got to give you. I'll give you those three points next Sunday. Will y'all come back next Sunday? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, you're invited to come back next Sunday. Yeah. I hope you can make it. I hope you can make it. Go to Hebrews, Hebrews 10, and I'm going to close it out here. Hebrews 10. Hallelujah. I don't need speed. I need endurance. Because the race is not to the swift. Y'all, we remember the childhood uh, book, The Tortoise and the Hare. The hare, the rabbit, was known for his speed. He was swift. But the tortoise, slow as he was, won the race. Slow and steady wins the race. He just kept going. Hallelujah. He could have got discouraged because the hare was much faster than he was. But he just kept on going. Hebrews 10 and verse 35. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, um, we, we get this new media system, so they, they probably can't follow me. I'm going to back up three verses from what I originally planned, so it's okay. It won't be on the screen. They'll pick us up in verse 35, okay? 32, verse 32. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated. Everybody say illuminated. illuminated. So we're part of the Illuminati. We're, we're, we're the real Illuminati. We're the ones that are really woke, actually woke. That woke that stuff they're calling the world, they're woke stuff. They ain't woke. They're actually asleep as they can be. All the liberal politics, the liberal theology, they sleep as they can be. Y'all are quiet in the back. They're asleep as they can be. Dead. Twice dead. We're the ones woke. <laughs> We're the ones that have been illuminated. third eye. You ain't got no third eye. I have another set, another set of eyes. The eyes of faith. All right, I better move on. Y'all don't like that. He says, after you were eliminated, you endured a great struggle with suffering. In other, in other words, he's saying, as soon as you got saved, <laughs> You have started going through some stuff. Partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations. Reproaches was when people start talking about you, dogging you out, putting you back because they don't like this new, this new you. They, they don't like the new you. They, they like the smoke and weed you. They like the popping pills all day you. They like to want to get down on you. I know y'all also did it, but y'all used to be the getting down. They don't understand your, the new you. That you, you don't get down like that no more. Oh, we get down, we just don't get down like that. He says, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. They treated us, treated us bad as Christians. 
For you had compassion on me and my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. So your possession is enduring. Okay? Verse 35. Here we go. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has So your confidence in God has a great reward attached to it. There's something on the other end of your confidence. He says, verse 36, for you have need, you have need, hallelujah, I forgot what that was, it might have been Oh, I know. That was Top Gun. I feel the need for speed. Remember Top Gun? No, you need endurance. You need endurance. Pastor, why you got to preach this? Because you need endurance. No, 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 no. We, we, need, we need hype. No, you don't need hype because hype goes away. I remember my uh, senior year in high school. I didn't. I was on the football team, but I, you know, of course, uh, I went. Was at every game. I loved football, uh, and uh, we had a pep rally every Friday. Lakewood High School. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. I heard Saint Behind did too. That 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 makes my point. Because we had a pep rally every Friday at Lakewood High School. Apparently, St. Pete did, and Gibbs did, and Boga did, and Dixie did, and Largo did, and Pelos Park did, Northeast did. All the other schools did, too. But once you hit the field, that pep rally didn't mean jack. You have need of endurance. It wasn't who got hyped on Friday afternoon. It was who could endure on Friday night. You can get hyped in a service and hyped in a conference and hyped at a retreat, but when the devil hits you upside your head, do you have what it takes? Do you have what's on the inside when them helmets start crashing? Tell your neighbor, I don't need any more hype. I've been hyped up enough. What I need is some endurance. What I need is knowing how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I need to know how to put on the whole armor of God. I need to know how to stand anyhow. How to stand when I'm up against the devil. How to stand when the demon is up upside my head. I got to know how to stand. All that hype goes out the window. But when the devil comes against my life, can you stand? I ain't going to preach today. I ain't going to preach. I ain't going to preach. You have need of endurance. Let me just finish reading this here, and I'll, I'll send you on to your little, your little Father's Day uh, uh, banquets and stuff. Um. You have need of endurance. Watch this. Watch. Can y'all read? Yeah. 
For you have need of endurance so that after I said so that after you have done the will of God you may receive notice you don't receive until after that's why you need endurance because you don't get what you want until after after you have suffered a little while he will strengthen you settle you perfect you and establish you I might go through in the beginning but there is a reward in the end I'm going to get to what God has for me I might endure for a little while but all by and by all by and by I'm going to receive my reward How do you know? For yet a little while. Tell your neighbor, I know you're going through, but just hang on for a little while longer. Just a little while longer. And he who is coming personally. Y'all missed it. He said, I'm going to come personally. He who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now, I, 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 want, I want to point one thing out to you. Because in my Bible, which is a good Bible, there's a little mark by this word he, the number six. There's a little number by mine, and by mine, that number six, that word he literally translates to that which, uh -huh. right. that, T-H-A-T, which, W-H-I-C-H. So we can really read this this way, for yet a little while, and that which is coming. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go home. I said, yet a little while, and that which is coming, it will come. I know you've been waiting a little while. I know you've sown your seed. I know you prayed your prayer. I know you vowed your vow. And you get seen, things seem to get rougher and tougher in your life, but just a little while. And that which, what, what, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. That which is coming. Oh, my, 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 my. Tell, tell your neighbor, it is coming. It is, it is. No, no, find somebody else. Tell them, it is, it is coming. No, 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 no. They didn't get it. Find somebody else. Tell them, it is coming. Pastor, how you know? The word says so. The word says so. The word says so. It is coming. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. 
this last week. The Bible says a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said he can't steal what you don't have. So if he's stealing, he knows you already have it. Tell somebody you already have it. You already have it. You, you, you already. You already. I said you already. I said you already. I said you already have it. It is coming. It is coming. It will come and it will not tarry. What does that mean? When it's time, it's going to happen so quick. Come here, Ruth. A man named Malon. Malon's name means sick, weak, fatigued. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I didn't see this till just now. Malon's name means weak, sick, fatigued, weary. And she went through for many years with a sick, fatigued, weary man. Never had no kids. Never had a good life. But in one day, she met a man named Boaz. When you get time, look it up. Boaz's name means fleetness. Quick. Quick. She went from sick, weak, fatigued, to quit. Oh, oh, oh. One day. How you know he was quick? Because as soon as he came up on his horse and saw her, and he said, Hey, who that? He that shall come will come and will. He ain't going to wait. He going to say, Who that? I want to bless you. 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 Who that over there? I want to bless you. Who that over there? I want to bless you today. May God send the Boaz to your house, to your business, to your family, to your career, to your... will waste no time look on you and favor you and your whole life turns around in one day because you did not get weary you did not get discouraged you held on give God a praise in this place today
I, I, need, I, need, I need some prophetic help. I want you to go around and find somebody and prophesy. I tell them, Boaz is coming to your business. Boaz is coming to your career. Boaz is coming to your ministry. Boaz, he's coming. He's coming personally. He's coming personally. He's coming personally. He's coming in your life. Boaz is coming in your life. He's coming to your family. He's coming to your ministry. He's coming to your career. He's coming to your business. The one that has the power to turn things around. The one that's going to show favor on your life. He who will, who will come. He will come. He will come. And he ain't going to waste no time. It's going to turn around in one day, one day. Just a little while longer. Just a little while longer. Tell your neighbor, you've come too far to quit now. Just a little while longer. Oh. Just a little while longer. I know you've been through some hard times, but just a little while longer. Your breakthrough is right around. to do run with endurance not speed endurance with endurance sometimes you might have to slow from a from a trot to just a jog from a jog to a walk but the Bible says you shall run and not be weary and sometimes you might have to walk and not faint. Just wait on the Lord. And he's going to renew your strength. And a second wind is going to come along. Because you're going to mount up. I said you're going to mount up with wings like an eagle. And you're going to soar over those obstacles. You're going to soar over those obstacles. Every hurdle in front of you, you're going to soar right over it. And you're going to make it to the finish line because grace is on your life. Everybody lift those hands. Everybody lift your hands. Everybody lift your hands. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to say this declaration out of your own mouth. Say, I know I can make it. Say it again, I know I can make it. Say it for, oh, one more time for the Holy Ghost. I know I can make it. Prophesy to yourself, I know I can make it. 
Looks like I can see the breaking of day. I know I can make it. Looks like I can see the breaking of day. I know I can make it. Weeping may endure for the night, but I see the breaking of day. Joy is coming in the morning. I've been through, yeah, I've been through, but I know I can make it. I'm going through, but I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And he that will come, he that is coming, he that is coming, he that is coming, that which is coming, that which is coming, that which is coming, that which is coming, is coming, will come. It will not turn. Father, thank you today for the word. Thank you for your people. I thank you that God, uh, your people have heard and received. And I pray that every person who has responded has also received. And as they have received, God, they'll be rewarded for their endurance. And I pray, Father, that today a supernatural impartation, a deposit. God, I pray for an extra deposit and abundance of grace upon your people because we can't make it on our own strength but your grace is sufficient for us and we will make it to the end. We will see our expectation. We will see our desired haven. We will see our great reward. And I pray, Father, that God, every promise that you've set aside for us, your word says we have an enduring promise. Help us to endure to the end to meet the promises that you have for us. And I pray, Father, today that those who are in a battle right now, that God, you strengthen them with might by your spirit and their inner man. Fortify them to stand against the enemy. Fortify them, oh God, that when times get really, really tough and challenging, that they will not lean on their own understanding. But in all their ways, they will acknowledge you, then you will direct their path to Guide them through the course of this life. Guide them around every obstacle, over every hurdle. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, that we will arrive being able to say, even as the Apostle Paul said, we have fought a good fight. We have kept the faith. And we have finished our course. So, God, thank you that we are all finishers in this house. We're all finishers in this house. Thank you. We'll left no promise unobtained. Every promise we'll receive. We give you praise for it. The glory and the honor belongs to you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree, shout amen and amen.